0: Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Fired Up, the hottest sports show in Central Ohio. The show where four sports fans talk sports for fans. Our topics for this evening are the best players on the ice get together in the sunshine state. Burning rubber at the Coliseum, NASCAR style. amateur and pros together on the golf course, previewing this year's PGA Pro-Am event. Same faces in new places, reviewing the NFL head coaching hires. The NFL Pro Bowlers descend upon the bright lights of Las Vegas. Fly, Eagles fly, and a gutsy performance from Mahomes, recapping the AFC and NFC Conference Championship games. With that, I give you our chief of our fire brigade, Rob Cowell.
1: Thanks, Colton. Actually, it's a Saturday morning we're going doing our show, which is kind of odd for us, but hey, we'll, uh, we're drinking coffee and uh, trying to stay awake here. We're going to come at you, like Colton said, with some NHL stuff, All Star Weekend. I like what the NHL is doing now with their stuff. I, You know, it's it's weekend with some of the stuff they're doing. But also, you know, the stuff they're doing is, you know, to me, hockey related. Where, You know, the NFL, I think, you know, it's some fun stuff. But some of it's a, not really football related, yeah. you know, dodgeball and that kind of fun to watch. But, you know, we're like the NHL does their, you know, the fastest skater and the hardest shot and the accuracy it's it's fun to watch but also hockey related so um the you know in the first one that this uh the splash shot where they're you know you're trying to dunk your opponent with four teams of two uh colton you want to kind of explain that to us a little bit
0: yeah now this is is kind of a, a a new event obviously uh like said they're they're uh, in in florida um at the uh, you know the uh, panthers florida panthers um, hockey arena so they're they're the ones hosting the, you know, the all-star game and all-star win this, this, this year. So, you know, they thought it'd be fun, you know, what better way to enjoy the sunshine or, you know, the sunshine state than, you know, have an event on the, on the beach. So yeah, like dad said, they, you know, got four teams of two players, you know, you compete in a single elimination tournament. Um, So basically, you know, players compete head to head uh, required to hit targets before attempting to dunk their opponent in a dunk tank. So uh, the player that dunks their opponent first wins, uh, if there's a tie, then they, you know, face off again or whatever. So yeah, just kind of a neat way to tie in, you know, the, the environment that they're playing in. Uh, it's, it's very similar to kind of the event that they had last year when they were in Vegas, kind of that, uh, like
1: yeah, blackjack, I think yeah,
0: that blackjack bit. type yeah. deal. So just, yeah, trying to incorporate, you know, where they're at, into you know, a, a kind of a neat event, but, uh. You know, they like Dad said, they they've had a, a lot of these kind of skills competitions. All this took place uh last night. Uh, the actual All Star, you know, game or tournament is gonna be happening today. But uh the the duo out of out of the Colorado Avalanche and Miko Rattanen and Cal McCarr were the ones that, that took home the first place prize in, in in this one. So uh yeah, just kind of a kind of a neat, neat event that, you know, is is special to, you know, being able to play in, in, in Florida. So <clears throat> And then they had the, the pitch and puck, which is kind of a cross between golf
1: and, and hockey, <laughs> uh, a par par four, uh, golf hole with the Island on the green. And, uh, that was a little, that was a little odd, <laughs> yeah. but, uh, it was fun to watch as well.
0: Yeah. No, it's, uh, kind of, kind of interesting. They use, yeah. Kind of a combination of, uh, pucks and, and balls to kind of get their score right. um, and, and, and yeah, it's, uh, yeah, just kind of a, kind of a neat thing, but, uh, uh, Nick Nick Suzuki, the 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 center out of uh, Montreal, was the was the guy. He was the only one that scored a birdie on mm. the on the hole. Um, and uh, actually, hometown Johnny Goudreau, the the, the Blue Jacket, uh, yeah, took hockey. place took place in this in this event. But you know, unfortunately, didn't didn't uh, didn't come out on top. But uh, you know, still just kind of a, a neat event to kind of yeah,
2: crossover between golf and, and hockey. Yeah, I believe Goudreau is the only the only jacket in the All Star yeah. festivities this weekend, right? <clears throat> Yeah. You know, and then that, of course they had the
1: fastest skater. What was the uh, the thing with the goalies?
0: The uh the Tendy Tendy, tendy Tandem.
1: Tendy tandem, yeah. yeah. They they, uh, they had eight goalies that were, you know, all stars and they teamed them up and in teams of
0: two. Based on their division. Yeah. So like goalies that, you know, routinely play against each other or would kind of soft against right. each other in, in regular season play. They they matched those kind of guys, matched them up together. So um Basically, one goalie was like your in-net goalie or, you know, typical goalie position of, you know, being the defender. And and another one was not so, you know, not what he's used to, the actual like trying to score, you know, score goals or, you know, being a, being a scoring goalie. Uh, So, you you know, pick one of the two or, you know, whoever's going to be the, the in-net goalie and then who's going to be considered the the shooting goalie. Um, So. Shooting goalies' role is, you know, he takes shot from a takes shots from a designated spot. Um, he gets three points if the shot goes in, goes in the hole. Two points if it hits the a target that's in in there, um, and then zero points if he you know misses the misses the shot. Um, so based on how the the shooting goalie does, that determines the in net goalie whether he'll face either three two or one player on a kind of a penalty penalty break um so it could be like a three-on-one or it could be a two-on-one or you know one-on-one obviously you you want to face you know have a better chance you know one-on-one or whatever um and then if the in net goalie based on that penalty break um you know if they get a stop or you know a save uh they they earn full amount of points based on the number of players that they face so if they face a three on one and they get a stop they get three three points for for that if it's a two on one two points one on one just you know one point um so you know play play continues until all the pucks have been shot the tandem with the most points at the end you know wins um if there's a tie uh the tandem with the most saves is the is the winner um so yeah and then so yeah, just kind of a neat thing. Uh, kind of to, neat to let the goalies shoot. Yeah, goalies to yeah. participate in something that yeah they yeah. don't typically usually get get an opportunity yeah. to do uh, with with yeah that that shooting opportunity. Right. But
1: uh, of course you had the fastest skater, which obviously <laughs> you know that's kind of self explanatory.
2: Mm-hmm. I always find that to be kind of that and the hardest shot to be the most exciting. Yeah, because that, right. that, that
1: directly relates, yeah. I think. You right. Know? And then yeah. the, the breakaway challenge, uh, you know, and then that's a. Uh, judges score one to ten yeah, that's kind
2: of their answer to the dunk contest, dunk contest of the nba the
1: accuracy right. shooting which you know i think to me kind of directly relates to you know the game of hockey mm-hmm. and, then, yeah. and then like colton said you know about the, the actual all-star game which they kind of change that up a little bit i think to make it more interesting because it's three on three
0: yeah each each division you know has select you know number of players you know obviously every every team has at least one player from, you know, from their team, you know, obviously some that have been better in hockey have more players or whatever, but it's split up by division. And then it's a three on three, you know, tournament where, you know, the, for example, the Atlantic division will go against the Pacific division and, you know, they'll play a three on three, you know, hockey match or whatever, whoever wins, you know, advances and, you know, until they declare who the, who the champion is. And obviously they have more than just, you know, Three players or whatever they have a you know a bench too a, that you know their team
1: of nine I <clears throat> yeah I'm, so
0: they you know can swap up. swap out guys you know just like regular regular hockey or whatever
2: um you know so that it, makes for some more exciting you know you <laughs> get more goal goal scores and stuff like that it, it makes the ice wide open it mm-hmm. kind of stinks for some of these guys who. You're losing opportunities to become an all-star, really. Though, right? Yeah, because the field's been reduced. Right?
0: Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And it's a
1: million-dollar prize for the winning team. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: So it's it's fun to watch. So, all right, we done. uh, We'll move on to NASCAR. So it's, uh, you know, this was a different, a little different setup. They expanded it from twenty. I think it was twenty-three cars last year. This year it's twenty-seven. Um, on a little quarter-mile track. Second year they've had it inside the Coliseum um in a, uh you know i say uh quarter mile track so the the speeds are way reduced to you know what you're normally seeing in nascar from you know the big super speedways of you know upwards of 200 mile an hour down to about 90 mm-hmm. um and 150 laps so uh then they actually they're qualifying um today you get you get three laps one warm-up lap and then your two timed laps to uh set your qualifying position for the first heat, so Mm -hmm. so, uh, I think there's, uh, oh, I read it, and I I didn't write it down, but there are uh, 40-some teams that are eligible, and like I said, they're going to pare it down to 20, said the 27 fastest Mm -hmm. qualifiers.
2: Yeah. Yeah, this, this event was a huge success last year. You know, it, it kind of took off more than they even thought it was going to, so they decided to bring it back this year. And they're actually talking about making this a permanent race going forward, actually a, point? a, a points race oh, now, wow. starting the 2024 season. Hmm. Uh, there's a lot of drivers that are kind of conflicted on that, though. Some think it will kind of take away from the event because, you know, not being a points race, they could kind of go balls to the wall, put it all out there. That's right. the way it should be
1: all the time. Right? Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. but, you know, when you're fighting for points and you're, you're trying to go for the playoffs, you're a little more cautious. So right. we're, if you're an exhibition, you, 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 have, you throw right. caution to the wind here. Right. And to me, so, that's
1: what's ruined NASCAR, though.
2: Yeah, yeah. Right. So, I mean, last last year, the average speed actually was only 63 miles per hour in this mm. race. Mm. They, they say, though, if, if this thing goes to a points race, you're looking average speeds being closer to, like, 58, 55, mm. I mean, that's that's driving on the highway, right? Yeah. That, I think that's exciting NASCAR race. I think at the that common point. person could say, you know, hey, I could do yeah, this. Right. Well, yeah. but they're
0: saying
1: average, you know, <laughs> right? Like right. Said, yeah, the, the, you know, the short straightaway, they are hitting close to ninety, so right?
0: right. Um, but yeah, no, just a little bit more about the, you know, about the format, um, you know, like that. So they'll they'll qualify or whatever, and the big race uh, there'll be four different heat races right. of twenty five laps each, so. These heats will then set the field and the lineup then for the, the main event, if you will. Uh, so the top five finishers in each heat then automatically move to the main event and they set the top 20 starting positions. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, drivers that finish outside of that top five in their respective heat then move to a thing that's called the LCQ, which is considered the last last, the last chance, chance qualifiers. Qualifier. Um, and, and those last chance qualifiers will have, Two 50 lap races and the top three finishers in each of those lcqs will then advance to the you know to the main to the main event uh to you know go go all out here and like i said it's just a just an exhibition you know race currently but still i think uh you know it's a, it's a fun event um you know i think they push back actually like the, the starting time than what it used to be yeah uh, they're
1: gonna actually be under the light yeah somewhat under the lights race,
0: <clears throat> than yeah. uh you know what it was what it was last year so i think that'll be A different element or kind of a neat, neat element. Not only is it, you know, inside the, you know, the Los Angeles Memorial Coliseum, but it's, you know, under the lights too. Um, so yeah, be, be another, you know, fun event or, you know, something to kind of before the the season gets, you know, kicked off. Um, and, and if you remember last year, Joey Logano was was the one that, you know, won this event. And he was Joe actually the yeah to win the entire right. thing. So, you Set know, we'll first see season. how that All plays right. out we'll this see, year. Yeah, see if that, then, you know, trend continues. You know, continues. it's more
1: for bragging rights, too, because the, the purse is only 250000 which, mm-hmm. you know, I wouldn't sneeze at that. But, you know, for these guys and these teams, 250000 is...
2: Nothing. <laughs> right, so, just a drop in the bucket. <laughs>
1: right. But uh, you know, it's more for bragging, right? Right. So, yeah. It's, it's
2: fun all. just to be door to door all race long though. I right. mean right? right. there's no room for right yeah, career it's, here. Yeah. So exactly it's a fun race.
1: Mm. So all right. Well, uh moving on, you know, like Colton said, uh we got the, the Pro Am going down uh in Cali this weekend too at Pebble Beach. So uh, you know, this is this is a fun event to watch. There's a lot of uh you know, horseplay going on or whatever, but there's some guys that are, that get pretty serious about this event too. And, uh, you know, they're the third round is today and, uh, Colton, you want to lead us off on this?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So just a little bit of, you know, history or kind of the, the format of, of this event. So there's actually kind of two tournaments going on somewhat at the, at the same time here. So, you know, the, obviously the professional golfers, they're all competing against each other, you know, stroke for, you know, stroke for stroke, just like a normal PGA event. Um, but then there's also this, you know, tournament where a <clears throat> professional was paired up then with an amateur or, you know, a celebrity or, you know, somebody that, you know, the common person probably knows, or, you know, that doesn't follow golf. They probably know, know some of these people that are, that are competing um, and, that portion of it is kind of the best score between the professional and the amateur on each hole. So, you know, whatever the uh, amateur scores, whatever the professional scores on that hole, they, you know, combine it and that's, you know, your overall team score. And then the top 20 teams advance. So it is kind of different than a normal PGA uh, event because usually you play the first two days, they make, you know, make the cuts and then you play the final two rounds Well, this one, you play three rounds and then they make the final cuts and then the final round is again on, on Sunday. So I think like the top, the top 60 and, and 60 plus players make it to that final round, um, you know, on Sunday. And then when it comes to the pro am um, format, the top 20 teams make it um, into in okay. the final round there. there you but, uh, and it's also, you know, kind of unique because they actually play at three different courses throughout the, the the three, the three, the first three days. So you got Pebble Beach, uh, which is a par 72. Uh, then you play Spyglass Hill Golf Course is another par 72. And then Monterey Peninsula Country Club, which is another um, is, is a par 71, actually. But yeah, you play all three of those, you know, different courses um, and then, the final round is then back at, back at Pebble beach. Um, but yeah, just kind of a, a, a unique, you know, thing, uh, you know, just uh, different, different kind of format, different, you know, changed it up a little bit. Um, but you know, I, I was kind of looking at some of the, some of the scores or some of the guys that are, that are competing in this event. You got, um, Josh Allen, who's, you know, current bills quarterback, uh, his, his team is, is 15 under through, through round two. Um, and they're t- actually tied tied for fourth. Uh, another household name you probably know, Aaron Aaron Rodgers, yeah. the current, you know, Packers quarterback, is playing in this. And um, he's actually, his group is 21 under and wow. is actually in first place in the, uh, you know, the pro-am, you know, team event. Um, Eric Church is is playing in this thing. Uh, Macklemore is playing in yeah. this thing. Uh, Bill Murray, Ray Romano. So, yeah, a bunch of, you know, from different, you know, different avenues, singers, mus- you know, musicians, musicians. Um, athletes, yeah. actors, comedians, all kinds of people, you know, taking place in this. And yeah, it's just kind of a, kind of a fun, fun event. Um, you know, not when it comes to like the actual professional golfers, not a lot of the big, the big names typically yeah. take part, take part in this, I but. Uh, say
2: from the actual golfers, I, I thought this thing really lacked some star power. Yeah. Uh, all, the, the biggest name was Jordan Spieth. Yep. In the, <clears throat> uh, currently leading the field of the, the real golfers. The yeah. Kit- Kitayama at nine under. hmm it's be somewhere there in the middle. It just, yeah. I, I mean, from a pure golf standpoint, this, this thing definitely lacks some star power, but right. it is always fun to, to watch those, the amateurs and other sports right. that are amateurs for right. golf. Right.
1: Some other guys, yeah, like Colton mentioned, there were some other ones that names you might recognize. Uh, Steve Young, retired, yep. uh, quarterback, mm-hmm. Alex Smith, uh, Darius Rucker, Pau mm-hmm. Gasol, which I, didn't Oh, wow. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah. Pau Gasol. Okay. Um, uh, Jason Bateman. Yep. Uh, yeah. Just you know, and it's it's a fun event, and I think a lot of it. You know, <coughs> there's some charity involved with with a lot of this donations mm-hmm. made to charities and stuff. So yeah. you know, it's a fun event. For yeah. No. And, and and
0: Pebble Beach is always you know, and I it's one of the iconic, you Theaters know, beautiful, uh, beautiful yeah. you know locations and whatnot. But yeah, I think it's kind of kind of unique or interesting that, yeah, they, they, you know, play at three different, three different courses, which is, you know, again, not something you see traditionally with any PGA event. It's usually, you know, you play, you play the same course, all, you know, all four rounds or, you know, the same uh, area, all four rounds. So yeah, just kind of mixing, mixing it up a little bit. Uh, but yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Like Matt said, to see some of these guys that, you know, aren't known as as golfers per se, take, take part in this and see, you know, how they how they do some of and, these
1: guys have some pretty good handicaps too. yeah
0: absolutely um, <clears
1: surprise. throat> you know one guy that i'm surprised that doesn't play in this is uh charles barkley
2: i think he probably there.
0: i mean i don't know yeah he i think he probably has or i think yeah. i've heard his name thrown around before at this at this yeah. event uh but yeah yeah it's would always be uh interesting to, at least you know from the average fan to, to watch that is because, you know, Barkley has been known as like MJ has
2: always been a big golf guy. I think he's done this in the past as well. Right. People thought he'd be a staple every year. Right. Yeah.
0: I think, uh, you know, Tony Romo has taken part in this, Uh, you know, Steph Curry has been, you know, been one that that has taken part in this as well. So it, it, you know, it's, uh, you know, always, always a fun event just to, yeah, just again, to see kind of the list of, of stars outside of golf, you know, who takes part in, how well or how good they are at, at, at playing uh, playing golf. So <clears throat> yep. Well,
1: we're going to take a real quick commercial break. Uh, don't leave us. We'll be right
0: back. This podcast is sponsored by Podbean. Podbean is the easiest way to create your own podcast. We use Podbean to host Fired Up. Download the free Podbean podcast app to start, record and publish your very own podcast in minutes. Podbean provides everything you need to run your podcast, and you can record and publish episodes directly from the app on your phone. Download the free Podbean app today. That's P O D B E A N. Head on over to Podbean at www.podbean.com and use the code Podcast21 for your first 30 days of podcast hosting for free. Check it out. All right, we're
1: back. Thanks for sticking around. Going to get into some uh, NH or NFL news, uh, some hirings this week, uh, some big names um, from, from, you know, the past and the present and the future, I guess, going forward. Uh, Frank Reich got um, hired this week away from the Colts. You know, uh, he, I mean, he had a good record in, in Indy. you know, he's 40, 33 and one, 61 years old. Um, he, he won a Super Bowl with Philly as their offensive coordinator you know, this was, this was kind of a, uh, a change, you know, in, in, in direction for them. Um, you know, you got signed to a four year contract. I'm still looking for the numbers. I, I, I haven't seen the numbers. Yeah. I haven't seen. Uh, four year, 36 million, there so, you go. 36 million. Okay. okay. Um, what do you guys think? Uh, good hire, bad hire?
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be, uh, you know, be interesting. I think, uh, you know, what I was reading, um, you know, obviously the Panthers are very, uh, short sample size. They've only been around, you know, as, as a, you know, a lead or you know, in the league or whatever for a short, short amount of time since, since 1995. Um, and it's kind of ironic because Frank Wright was the state starting quarterback for the Panthers, very first game of Carolina Panthers, you know, history. So very small, you know, you know, haven't been around a long time. You know, this is only the the sixth head coach that they've had in, in, in franchise history, but, uh, it's the first one that they're hiring that has an offensive right, right. mindset. That's what
1: I'm saying. This is a, a definite change. <clears>
0: yeah, and I think I think that's definitely the way that they needed to go yeah, or you know that absolutely. seemed to be a lot of their problem, you know, this at least, you know, this year, um they uh have had eight different starting quarterbacks start at least one game um and they have finished no better than 19th in the NFL in scoring than the last yeah. Three, four, four years here. Um, you know, and, and they've had five straight losing seasons. Um, and, and, and you know, whether it was going to be Frank Wright or, you know, somebody else, seven of the nine candidates that they interviewed all had offensive, you know, mindsets or known as, you know, offensive, uh, guys. So they definitely were for, for focusing on that or, you know, felt that that was the real, you know, the real need.
1: And I think that's why the, the interim Steve Wilkes never really had a chance. Right. You yeah. Know, he was a defensive guy. Um, uh, <laughs> And you know, and, and uh, Frank's still getting thirty six mil from Indy mm-hmm. through two thousand twenty six. So right, right. Yeah, so, he's, he's he's sitting pretty good. I think. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, but yeah, I think this was just yeah more of looking at it. You know, we got to fix our offense. I think our defense is you know good enough or you know is is solid. We got to figure out how to put some points on the board and, and fix. I think the the big problem is is the quarterback position. So, yeah, that
1: was going to be my next question to you guys here sitting here on the panel. Uh, what are they? What are they? Where are they going? I mean, what do they do? Uh,
2: probably something through the draft. I yeah. think is is their best answer. Yeah. I, just, I don't think to
1: start building or do you
2: bring in a vet? Maybe a vet that's got a couple good years left. Or I, I, I mean, you can try that. I'm just not sure how many vets want to end their career at a place like <clears throat> that that hasn't had the success. And I don't think they think they're going to be the, I mean, the what, what, what about like a Jimmy Garoppolo or say, and something? And I think like that, that's a possibility for sure. Um, though um, so I'm not really sure Frank Wright's really the answer here really? because but the only reason I say that he, he did really well when he had a, a good quarterback. But these last few years with the revolving door quarterback in Indy, mm-hmm. th- it's been a real mixed bag of success. And if that's going to be the same case of you don't know who your quarterback's going to be and you don't have a star there, mm-hmm. right? right. I, I, I think that his success he may not show the success he did his couple years good that point. he had a good quarterback. Yeah. yeah. So you know, I, I I'm not sure he's shown he can he can build a consistent leader at quarterback. Mm-hmm especially playing the free agent game, which is what we're talking about them right, doing right, right okay. here. Yep. All right. Is, is that going to be good? I don't I, know. I see your point. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. To answer your question. I mean, there's nobody that has more experience of playing the free agency quarterback <laughs> market than Frank, Wright. I mean, he's had in Indy, he had a different starting quarterback every year. He was in Indy. Right. Yeah. Um, and so there was that, you know, play the free agent market and it had, you know, a mixed bag of, of, you know mm. um, results or, you know, success, I, I think that they yeah they and the, and Carolina has done already in my opinion done a lot of the the free agency quarterback they brought in Baker mayfield that right. didn't work out they brought in Sam darnold that didn't work out they they brought in Teddy Petty Bridgewater that didn't really pan out so I think they 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 have to you know shift direction and, and I think yeah they they focus on getting you know a, a quarterback in the draft and, and finding somebody that can be that that franchise QB somebody young that they can you know build or whatever. But I think also at the same time, it's not just the QB position too. Like that is the the, the center, but that offense, that offensive side of the ball. I mean, they lost Christian McCaffrey, probably their their best offensive mm-hmm. weapon. You know, and, and they don't have a plethora of of great receivers to throw right. to. Their offensive line's not not horrible. It, it's pretty pretty solid, but. I think they have a lot of a lot of things to address on that offensive side of the ball, but yeah. again, QB seems to be the most important in today's NFL. That's where you start, and then you start building pieces around it. Right. I think this year is the year that they go after. You know, yes. So, the,
1: yeah, the, so the do they? Year. You know, where are they going to be at? <clears throat> where are they at in the? Um,
2: you know, the draft, I, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's got to be high. It's got to be, yeah, got to be towards the top. But uh. I know, I mean, early on, I mean, you're looking at, uh, you got the Alabama quarterback who's potentially coming off the board one or two. You got C.J. Stroud probably coming off the board there one or two as well. Right. So if if they're much more behind that, then I'm not. They are, then, then you're kind of I a mixed think, bag. I think
0: it really drops after off that. after that. They're, they're
2: they're picking ninth. I just
0: looked it up. So they're yeah, yeah, they're,
2: they're, they're going to have to either look to try to trade into one of those top two picks, which <laughs> is, could actually be really good for a team like uh, Chicago, I think Chicago owns one of those top two picks. Yeah, I'm they're they're the, they're the second. Uh, yeah, if they're going to stick with Justin Fields, fields, fields yeah. you know, they're, they're if that's actually gonna be
1: actually the guys. Bears.
0: The Bears are picking first. The Texans are second. Okay, so the
1: Texans need a QB, obviously. So I mean, think. They're probably not gonna give they're gonna take one of those two guys, mm-hmm. I think.
0: So right. if I'm um, the Bears, so I, maybe, I think
2: I'm I'm calling Carolina right now and saying, Give me all you got. Right. Yeah, yeah. Listen, right. let's let's I'll, hear I'll, some I'll move out of here.
0: Hear right. some offers or whatever on, sure. on that top sure. pick or whatever, because obviously the Bears I,
2: I think it's a good pick.
1: I mean they gotta do something. They got they mm-hmm. gotta start, you know, building somewhere. So, yeah. you know, maybe you do start <laughs> building around your coach. Right. And like, you know, it, I think it's a good move trying to Get away from a, a defensive minded coach, you know. Try something different. Get, going with a defensive minded coach has not worked so far.
0: So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean they they had you know some some mild success or you know some success there for when John Fox was the was the coach. They went to you know a Super Bowl or a couple Super Bowls. Unfortunately, never were able to you know win one, but. Had some success with, with John Fox, but that's been kind of the last time that they've really been, mm-hmm. you know, super I guess I take that back, you know, Cam Newton, whatever. They they, you yeah, know, had a, had, great, had a great had a great, yeah. you know, year. Um, but outside of that, I mean it's, it's been yeah, some some dark times for Carolina. Right. Um and it's been, yeah, kind of somewhat of a revolving door of of coaches and a revolving door of, of quarterbacks. So I think, yeah. you know, those two things have to be addressed. They obviously addressed it with with Frank Wright. We'll see, you know, if it if it pans out. Um and, and, yeah, with, with Frank being a quarterback, you know, already have playing quarterback in the NFL, you know, right. he knows what it takes or, you know, he's been there and, and, and whatnot. So I think this is definitely a, a step somewhat in the right direction, but I think they have to find that that right guy, yeah. you know, under center. Yep.
1: All right. Well, you know, the big one, uh, Sean Payton uh, going to the Broncos, mm-hmm. um, you know, and the, the Saints still, like, he was still under contract with the Saints when he stepped away. So – You know, it's actually like a trade. So the Broncos, you know, they they make the trade and they get the Saints get their first round pick in 23 and then what a second, a third round pick in 24. And, you know, I I don't know what else was, was all part of that. And I've not heard
2: numbers yet here, but
1: the, the only thing I'm hearing is they're expecting to make him one of the highest paid coaches in the league. Mm-hmm. You know,
2: well one, I've read six so far is five years between seventeen and twenty million a year. A year. Well,
1: yeah. you know he's one sixty one and ninety seven, <coughs> uh, Super Bowl winner. You know there was some controversy that surrounded his team in New Orleans when he was there with the whole bounty on other players, and you know that was
2: kind of a I think you got a raw deal on yeah, that. Yeah, I think it was every team in the NFL is do. I mean, I've heard Bobby Carpenter say on the fan multiple times, teams have bounty. It's just it is what it is. I know it sounds bad, but it's just it's, it's, a, it's a part of the game. I think yeah, it's more it's, of a motivation
1: yeah. thing. I don't know if it's actual bounty, like right. you're going out there trying to hurt someone. <laughs> I don't. But uh, anyway, um, you know, we do He's, you know, Sean's only fifty nine years old. Um, you know, he's he's been doing this a long time um i like it i I was i was surprised i don't know really if sean knows what he's getting himself into you know we talked about this before how that seems to be kind of a uh a mess out there kind Mm -hmm. of a dumpster fire in denver in the locker room so we'll see how this works out going forward
2: and I'll, i'll be interested to see how really into it he is i mean when when he was you know at his heyday in new orleans like he was he was into football. He 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 wanted to be there. This was a big part of his life. Yeah. Then he stepped away. He kind of was tired of football. And then he was kind of in and out of coming back this year. It had, the the money had to be right. It seemed more about the money than about the football. And if that's going to be the stance and the way he coaches, I don't think you're going to get the best of Sean Payton. And that's mm-hmm. the only thing that would worry me here is, was this just a money grab that he wanted to get back in for the money? <clears> if right. you get the best of Sean Payton, though, I think this is a great fit mm-hmm. because you got Russell Wilson there as your quarterback who has actually been compared a lot of times to Drew Brees mm-hmm. based on size and some of the things they can do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, he got the best out of Drew Brees all those years in New Orleans. If you can get the best out of Russell Wilson, I mean, that, that could speak great things for the Broncos if you're getting the best of Sean Payton, and that would be my only concern at this point.
0: Right, yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, similar similar to the Panthers. I mean, obviously, Payton, known as, a, as an offensive guy, you know, coming into this one, he, he's got a tall task. I mean, last year, the Broncos were dead last in points per game. They scored under 17 points a game. Uh, last in third down conversions, they scored – 16 or fewer points in 11 games uh but you know ironically they only they lost nine games by seven or fewer points so they they were right there that defense again similar similar to the Panthers you know we're keeping them in games if they could have just gotten a little bit more of that offense this you know we wouldn't even be talking about you know the Denver Broncos looking for a new head coach or you know whatnot uh but yeah, Peyton obviously has, has, you know, has to fix that offense and it starts with, you know, fixing Russell Wilson, um, you know, last year Wilson finished with a career in in touchdown passes and was sacked 55 times last year, which is a career most for, for Russell Wilson. So, you know, not just, you know, fixing him, but you got to fix that offensive line or, you know, figure out how to, how to fix that offensive line. And obviously Broncos are going to be picking towards the, towards the top finished with, you know, a, a, a very bad record. Um, but yeah, this guy, you know, had a lot of success in, in New Orleans. A lot of great, you know, success, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Um, you know, so I, I think, yeah, as long as he's he's in it or he's committed, uh, I, I think this is gonna be be a great hire for 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 the Broncos. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, and, and but it's just gonna be it's gonna be competitive. Um, I know he's you know used to playing in New Orleans, where that division was kind of a mixed bag of you know um, yeah, talent and you know. The Saints somewhat, you know, dominated that division for for a long time. Um, but this division in the AFC West, I mean, you got the Broncos, you got the Chiefs, you got the Chargers, you got the Raiders, who are all, you know, somewhat competitive. Or you know, two of those, you know, two of those four teams made the made the playoffs, and the Chiefs are, you know, knocking on another potential Super Bowl. Um, right. So it's going to be, you know, I think a little bit more competitive. Again, you're going to have to really, yeah, put the time in, put the effort in there, and and but I think if he can, I, I think he can have have some success in in Denver and and turn that, turn that program around.
1: All right. Well, the last one on our slate, probably not the last one in the NFL this year, but, uh, D'Amico Ryan's, you know, hired um, away from the 49ers as their defensive coordinator to go to go to Texas. Um, you know, well, not that I'm surprised. Um, and I don't, not that I don't think, uh, D'Amico was deserving, but I was surprised they, they signed him to a six year, mm. um, you know, kind of an unproven commodity. I think right. you know, he was only only the defensive coordinator for one year in San Francisco. Uh, it, I think it, you know, he was drafted by the Texans out of Alabama in two thousand six. Was a Pro Bowler, you know, uh, had some great seasons as a player. It, you know, if there's anybody, I think that can unite the players and the fans in Houston. I think it's him, but, uh, you know, kind of a bit of an unproven commodity, I think at this point, but, um, I, I think, you know, 38 years old, obviously he's young, he's fiery, he's, you know, going to have that chip on his shoulder, maybe coming in, you know, being the underdog and, you know, the, the, the pressure of turning that team around. We'll, we'll see how it goes i I like it but I was just surprised that they signed him to a
2: six year yeah. yeah well you know he's got he's got some skin in the game at least with the, with the Texans I mean that's where he started his career so sure. he's got some love yeah. for the state and yeah. you know i I think that that bodes well for you know, getting getting the fans on board mm-hmm. they, they loved him as a player I think right. they're gonna love him as a coach he's a fiery guy right he did great in San Francisco with a whole lot of talent on that defense. It'll be interesting to see what he can do with, with a a little bit less of a talented group there in (laughs) in Houston. But, you know, I I think he's worth the shot and yeah, you know, it's a six year deal, but how many six year deals have we seen signed by people they're out after one or two? I don't think, I don't think the the years on a deal really matters in the NFL guys just move, move on and and cut ties as soon as they want to. So it's, you know, I I I wouldn't take much from it being a six year deal, but hopefully, you know, he he shows some success and does well there in 10, or uh, Houston. Absolutely,
0: there. um, you know, I I think of of the three, this is maybe the biggest I don't know dumpster fire of them all. I mean, uh, D'Amico is going to be the fourth head coach that the Texans have had in in four years, <laughs> so uh, you know, it's it's yeah been a big turnover at that head coaching position. So again, how do you build a franchise when you're constantly turning over? you know, from a coaching standpoint, the most important position, Um, you know, I just think, yeah, that what do the Texans expect or, you know, how do they expect to build a team when, 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 when you're doing that. But, you know, again, yeah, I think, I think he's going to get somewhat of some leniency from the fans because he does have that tie to Houston being a player there and having, you know, a lot of success. I mean, he's the all-time leader in tackles and, and, you know, in Houston history. Again, this is another franchise that hasn't been around for, a super long amount of time you know there's not a lot of a lot of history a lot of you know tenure there um because uh D'Amico is going to be the sixth full-time head coach in in franchise history so you know very small sample size but you know uh, I think on both sides of the ball they got they got issues they got problems uh the defense gave up uh over 170 rushing yards per game um no team has allowed over one hundred and seventy rushing yards since the zero and sixteen Lions back in twenty back in two thousand eight. Um, oh so you know the 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 four the, the Texans were able to you know somehow win all the games even right. though their defense was giving up a ton of game you know a ton of yards through the through the ground or uh, you know on the ground. Um, but they got issues on the offensive side of the ball. They only gave, they only scored seventeen points a game. Uh, they threw nineteen interceptions, which was second most in the league. So they got they got problems, but the the nice thing is they got ways to possibly you know work towards solving it they got two two picks in the in the first round uh number 2 they picked number 2 and number 12 in this year's uh NFL draft so kind of picking you know two picks in the top 15 that that's a good way to you know set yourself up to get a couple of playmakers on on possibly both sides of the ball um but on top of that they got roughly million in in draft, you know, draft or not draft, but uh, cap space that they can uh, also use to possibly bring (laughs) in some bring in some free agents or bring in some veteran guys to to add to some of that, you know, that young team that they have in Houston. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Obviously, yeah, D'Amico had a lot of success, you know, as the defensive coordinator in San Francisco, but is walking into a, a, a much steeper hill of, uh you know, trying to overcome uh, this, you know, Houston Texans team that's uh, hasn't had a lot of success here hair of recently. Um, but we'll, we'll see what, what happens, but yeah, I wish, wish him all the best and we'll see if he can turn it yeah, around.
1: Oh, and I think the other thing, maybe working in his favor just a little bit is the expectations aren't very high. And I <laughs> yeah. think, you know, we, we've seen that with other teams that like a team a, a new coach comes in and and uh, they think that you know that that's, this coach is going to make all the difference in the world. Mm-hmm. And but I think at this point you, you got to realize that, like with the points that we've made, that they're not going to come out and be a playoff team in Amico's right. first year. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah, you got to be realistic. I think for the fans, so. mm-hmm.
0: absolutely. All right,
1: let's move on to the NFL Pro Bowl. Uh, you know, we were Colt and I were watching a little bit of the the uh, dodgeball stuff the other night. It was fun to watch. I don't know. You know, I don't know what, uh, how, how it relates to football that much, but it's, it's getting a lot of guys involved, I guess, where in the past, if it, when it was just the Pro Bowl game, you had a lot of guys opting out um, that wouldn't, that wouldn't play risking injury and, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, it, it's been kind of fun to watch. I don't know. Like today, I think is like the, the finals of the dodgeball tournament, I think. Right, or uh, it, no, that uh, was the, that was the. Oh, final that was, yeah, that that was, was over. over. All right. Well, then they, I think the rest of the events are tomorrow. tomorrow yeah. I think the okay. finals. I know they do like they do like a longest drive golf. You know, longest yep. drive. They do a precision passing event, which obviously that relates to football. Mm-hmm. A best catch with you know which is scored, which is like Matt said mm-hmm. with the NH. It's you know a, kind Kinda of like a, the dunk contest, you kind know, of like the dunk contest, and they do uh, you know they do a. Um, uh, you run the gauntlet, right, Which yep. is kind of a cool thing, right? Um, they do th- something for the the kickers now. They try to score. A, kick, it's tic tac toe. Kick, tac toe. Yeah, kick tac toe. Yeah. So I mean, they do do some uh, some neat stuff, and then you know the, the football, kind yeah. of the finale is the flag football. So mm-hmm.
2: yeah, which I, I'm hoping the the Sunday events would be better than the, the stuff on Thursday, because I'll admit I started watching on Thursday. They kicked it off with the yeah. dodgeball, and I just I couldn't get into it. Mm-hmm. It was like. Eh. Yeah. And the, and the games were just kind of fast. The announcers weren't really announcing anything. Right. It was just kind of lackluster. And You know, the, and you know boring. watching the
1: guys, you know, watching them play, these guys, I mean, they're professional athletes. Yeah. They're competitive. Yeah, right? right. And, and they, even though it's for fun, they were still. They were chucking it. You could tell that winning and losing
0: <laughs> still meant something yeah. to them. Yeah, so. Absolutely. Um, uh, But, yeah, just kind of running through the events, like Dad said, you know, kind of the the uh you know dodgeball event uh the nfc actually took that so each event their, their that, that yeah each event that uh they they you know win or whatever you get points towards
2: the nfc it's and overall, the afc yeah. um so That'll every kick event off a final flag football game right the, the, the team with the the highest differential gets that differential added to their score to start <laughs> the final flag football, yeah right? that, yeah right.
0: absolutely um so every time you win an event you get three points so you know since the nfc won you know whether it was their defense or offense or you know whatever since they won the dodgeball event they got they got three points but after the first day that would be the only event that the nfc would, yeah. would take the, the nfc FC dominated the three um you know in in that one um and and, and again that dodgeball pretty you know pretty easy to know you know what the rules are uh, it's played dodgeball in grade school or you know whatever you know what what that is but then the event that they call a lightning round uh, which actually had three separate events uh in it um each conference got 16 players they compete in a three-part kind of elimination challenge you know whoever's left at the end gets three points for their for their conference the afc won won this event so they tied it up you know three to three um the first event was what they call a splash catch. So it's basically like your water balloon toss that you probably participated in, (laughs) in different birthday parties you went to. So you got two teammates, you know, paired up, they start, you know, tossing a water balloon between each other. They keep, you know, increasing the distance between between each other. um, And, and, you know, before it, whoever, you know, whatever tandems are left at the end, they advance then to the next round or, you know, the second, second event, which is the, high stakes event um, where players catch punts from a jugs, you know, jugs machine, you know, that's basically the, the two round tires that, you know, launches a ball uh, rather, rather quickly. So basically it's uh, teammates trying to field a punt, which, you know, some of these guys do regularly, some of them, you know, cause there was, there was a mixed bag of guys. There were guys from like offensive linemen all the way to cornerbacks, huh. you know, running back, you know, it was a mixed bag of, of guys out there. So some of these guys, you know, maybe, you know, catch punts or take punts back, you know, on a, you know, routine basis, but offensive linemen, definitely not, you know, whatever. So kind of a, kind of a neat event. And then the final one was uh, the thrill of the spill. So similar to the, uh, the event that, that, that hockey had the remaining players from each conference will aim at targets attached to a bucket that hangs over the opposing team's uh, coach Um and the first team to dump the bucket on the opposing coach, you know, wins the three points, and you know it is the winner or whatever. So, like I said, the AFC took t- t- cool. took t- this one. Um, next event, the longest drive again taken by the AFC, so they they took the lead six to three.
2: Three hundred twenty. Yeah, three hundred twenty foot drive. For, uh, foot Jordan drive. Pry- yeah, for,
0: Jordan Jordan Poyer well, uh, from the from the Bills. Um, so. Yeah, just another you know. They had to stay inbound. Yeah, too. had to had to stay within the you know the confines of the of the course. But yeah, 320 feet. That, that's you know pretty pretty impressive. Yards. Uh, uh, yeah, yards. yards uh, yeah. Precision. The last event then was uh, the precision passing, uh, which again was taken by the AFC by uh, Raiders quarterback Derek Carr. So you know this th- this event is taking place in Las Vegas. If we didn't mention that, so yeah. hometown hometown guy. You know, in, in Derek Carr again, it was. Kind of just you know targets set up with different point amounts, hitting those targets and and you know collecting you know collecting points. Uh, at the end, Derek Carr uh,
2: you know took took that one. So yeah, that wasn't even close. <laughs> he, he beat the the next closest competitor by ten points. Mm-hmm. So he, yeah, you know, dominated that one.
0: Yeah. Right, and uh, you know like Dad said, we we got the uh, next couple events is the the best catch again comparable to like the NBA dunk contest. They had kind of the the first round of that on on Thursday night uh, Justin Jefferson, uh, was like a one-handed catch from the Eiffel tower in Vegas. Yeah. Um, so that was, was kind of neat. Uh, the other, the other guy from the NFC competing was, um, Amara, Amara St. Brown, um, where he did some various, uh, you know, flips and tricks in a, uh, like a deep pool in, in Las Vegas. Uh, you know, and, and yeah, it was pretty, pretty neat, pretty neat to see. So that one, um, is set up where you know the first round is actually a fan vote on who advances to the to the final round um and then the final the finale is is kind of like the dunk contest where these guys then will come on the field they'll do you know kind of their best catch amongst a panel of judges and then the judges you know score yeah, it you and you know whoever okay. whoever gets the best score you know wins it um the, the gridiron gauntlet uh, it's kind of like a, a relay, uh, race. relay race where um,
1: through an obstacle course. Yeah, course.
0: so it's got uh, a series of break wall, breakaway walls, a section of climbing over walls and under tables, a tire run, and a blocking sled um, that they have to push all the way across the finish line to you know finish finish the gauntlet. Um, the kick toe just like you know, just like regular tic tac toe, it's competing between the kicker, the punter, and the long snapper from each you know each conference try to hit, you know, a target, you know, the tic-tac-toe board and, and see if you can get, yeah, get, get, get the tic-tac-toe uh, score. So then the last one is, is move the chains, which is kind of like, kind of like almost like a, <clears throat> a tug of war, of war yeah. but you're not really competing against, yeah, you know, yeah, another team on the other side. It's, it's a giant, you know, concrete wall or you know, block wall kind that you have to test pull the with, yeah. the Boy, with the chains of of the... of the chains that they use to like measure the distance, yeah. or you know, for the first down marker. So yeah, that will be
2: ten yards, right? For the first down,
0: right? So it'll be be interesting to see how that you know how that goes, and then obviously, like Matt said, the the, the seven on seven, uh, you know, flag football game is kind of the the thing that takes place of the traditional, you know, pro bowl uh, yeah. game that we used to have. So
1: patient against Eli,
0: <laughs> right? Yeah. The, the two coaches are, you know, uh, for the NFC and AFC is, is Peyton over on the uh, Peyton Manning over on the AFC and then Eli Manning over on the NFC. Mm-hmm. So Got we'll the see. To make up. Right. Yeah. NFC, obviously a little bit, a little bit far behind after, you know, after the first day, we'll, we'll see what they can do, you know, on the, on day two, but yeah, just kind of a, more relaxed uh, way for, for the players to get involved in, you know, some, some events related to, you know, the football and, and some not, but uh, yeah, just, just, you know, a lot, I think a lot more participation as right. a result of it than what we've seen in the past.
2: Well, I mean, it was kind of surprising though. Uh, the the Ravens quarterback Huntley ended up becoming Making... a pro bowler after only playing four games for the Ravens. Right. Only, this only year. started
0: two of so them. I'm in, not, real... not really
2: sure how that all came <laughs> right came out.
0: Yeah, like I I,
1: well, we had so many quarterbacks getting injured this year. He might have been about the The last last man standing. Exactly. All right. Well, we're down to just uh, recapping the you know the championship games this last weekend. Um, The Niners and the Eagles, a game that was never really a game, I guess. Uh, Third, wound up uh, final score of thirty-one to seven. I guess you know the the penalties hurt the Niners. Eleven penalties. They only gained 164 yards total, you know, I guess, you know, and obviously the quarterback situation hurt them.
2: Yeah, the, yeah. the Niners had absolutely no chance after uh, – Brock Purdy well, got hurt. It wasn't even after Purdy got It was after Purdy's backup. Josh, Josh, Josh Johnson, Johnson got hurt. Then right. they had nothing because Purdy had to come back in, but he couldn't couldn't, couldn't throw, throw the ball. His arm, he had a yeah, – UCL. A, a UCL tear. Right. So, I mean, he had no – And it was in his throwing, throw throwing arm. So, so all like, they could do was run the ball – you got a great defense like the eagles yeah. and you know all they <laughs> yeah, can do is run the ball here you, right. yeah, you, you it, really you really felt sorry for them yeah. at that point right. it's like yeah i i almost I, mean, I, I almost think you bring in a running back you can at least yeah. attempt to throw do, do something <laughs> right. I, I don't think you bring Purdy back Christian out there McCaffrey as, your, as
0: your quarterback and honestly i mean i somewhat fault the niners i mean this this is a win or go home i mean yeah they were already down a bunch but at that point like what do you have to, to lose? Yeah, like you
2: can't just keep running, it. right? Like you, you, you gotta, you gotta mix pull, it up. Most, you gotta do something, uh, uh, you know. Back. So, I, in yeah, my opinion, start, start chucking it, right?
0: In my opinion, I would have,
2: hey, even if it's your third string wide receiver, bring somebody in there to throw the ball. I, I would
0: have tried, yeah, to put Christian McCaffrey in there and just see what happened. I mean, yeah. it, well, again, they were already down quite a bit at that point, and McCaffrey
2: what, was all they had all game anyway. Right? So. What What do you
0: have to lose? I I think, yeah, that they, you know, maybe shot themselves even further in the foot by not, you know, trying to switch it up and just trying to stick to, you know, what they, what they know or what they thought they could do. But yeah, I just think that obviously this game, I, I, I strongly feel would have been a lot different had Purdy not gotten hurt. hurt. I I think this one would have been a lot more, more competitive, but you know, that's not to take away from the Eagles. I mean, dominant performance. I mean, their, their, their offense was clicking, you know, this was they were going up against one of the best defenses in the in yeah, the league, and, and, and they, too. yeah, three
1: for three on fourth down. Yeah,
0: hurts. <laughs> hurts came. I mean, it wasn't even like the Eagles put up a ton of yards. uh, you know, yeah. but they just had an efficient day and took yeah. care of took care of I mean, business. And
1: saying, you know, he's still not a hundred percent. Even right. You know, he's saying that he's still not a hundred percent. So, yeah, you know, two more weeks for him to rest, or you know, in between games, two more weeks for him to get closer get to a hundred percent. Uh, you know. And then you know the other game, obviously the Bengals and the Chiefs. It was a lot, a lot more competitive. Uh, but I think finally you saw the cracks in that offensive line of the Bengals. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think all of it. It was, it, it was just a matter of time. Yeah. I think, uh, you know that they just, they just couldn't hold up with that makeshift offensive line. They, they couldn't keep. They gave up five sacks. They had no run game. Um, and then the defense gave up nine penalties. Made some. Made some mental errors, I thought.
2: The, obviously, the biggest penalty of the game there at the and, end that yeah. set up the, the the field goal, right? Right, right. Yep.
1: and you know, yeah, you know, I'm not gonna the game. I don't really think hinged on that. Yeah, it was it was a it was a mental error, I think, mm-hmm. on that. Um, but uh, you know, even prior to right. that, it was, uh, you, know, and it, 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 you know, a gutsy performance by 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 Patrick Mahomes mm-hmm. with the obviously his ankle is still, high
0: high ankle sprain is yep.
1: still. Um, you know, not anywhere near hundred percent for him. So
0: yeah. Threw for over 300 yards in the yeah. game. So, I mean, yeah, just a, a gutsy performance, but yeah, I think the chiefs did what the bills should have done, you know, the previous week and then really try to get, you know, get after burrow, yeah. the chiefs just did a better job of it up this week. I mean, uh, you know, like Dad said, they they were missing two of their starting offensive linemen, and their third one was dealing with you know still kind of an injury and wasn't a hundred percent. The Chiefs, you know, took advantage of that. Had five sacks on on Burrow. The the Bengals offense never really could get into kind of a of a rhythm. Uh, the Chiefs did. I, I would say as as well as the Chiefs' offense played, I, I will give kind of the hats off to the Chiefs' defense. They they yeah. really stepped yeah. up and, and played well. Uh, you know, five sacks, six tackles for loss. Uh. 12 QB hit so even if it wasn't a sack they were still getting after you know putting some think- pressure on Burrow uh they forced you know two turnovers uh you know I, I just think yeah they they did a nice a nice job of of really containing that that Bengals uh you know offense you know and then I think this is a this is a rivalry you know in the making um you know previous to this the Bengals had beaten the Chiefs three straight times yeah all three of those games by three points right. this game you know the Chiefs win by three points, I, I think that this one is going to be, that close. Yeah, you know, and, and these two teams are, you know, still very young, still very, you know, have have competitive, uh, you know, competitive nature. So I think this is, yeah, something we're going to see here, you know, going forward, a lot of great games between these these two teams. Um, uh, but, you know, as much as we talk about the Bengals dealing with, you know, injuries or you know their offensive line, at one point during this game. The Chiefs lost three of their starting wide
2: receivers. Yeah, they were they were down they, to their they, they were two throwing, wide receivers and a couple of tight ends. Right, they could yeah, throw out
0: there <laughs> to have to throw their punter out there at some point to you know <laughs> See, wow, that catch goes, passes, yeah. but. Next hopefully weekend. you know it's nothing serious obviously they got you know a big a big game the the, the game coming up uh you know here in a, in, in a week so we'll see if you know those things were, were serious or you know they're able to make their way out because yeah, we know to who's healthier right yeah exactly um,
1: at this point it appears to be the eagles as right far right as that goes, o- but
0: overall so overall but, uh, we'll, we'll see yeah, but, yeah
1: it just you know it, that, that that offensive line held up through the games but i think you know, you got to give credit to that coaching staff. I think at the Chiefs that, like Colton mentioned, you know, they knew they knew where to attack mm-hmm. the Bengals. You know, they knew where those weak points were, and, and they exploited that. Where you know, I don't think the the Bills, you know, um, took advantage of that mm. the, the previous week. So uh, yeah. Yeah, well, I think uh, I think that uh, wraps up our show for this week. We, thanks for tuning in this week. It, it's been fun. Yeah. yeah,
0: absolutely. Thanks for listening to Fired Up with your hosts Colton Cal, Chief Rob Cal, Matt Gordon. We uh, hope you enjoyed our episode this week. And you want to hear other topics for future episodes, or you know, you just got a burning sports question you want to hear us talk about on the show? Feel free to reach out to us on our uh, different social medias. We have uh, an Instagram. Our handle is Fired Up underscore Podcast or you can find us over on Facebook. If you search for fired up comma sports podcast. And as always, you can head over to our website at www.firedup1.podbean.com where you can find all of our past episodes and just a little bit of information about, about the show. Um, and as always, you can also you know listen to our show on all the various podcast platforms, Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora. So pretty much anywhere you can listen to a podcast, you can find our show. So, Appreciate you all listening, and as always, stay Stay fired fired up. up.